Jesus sometimes seems very far away from me and my world. The writer of Hebrews in this passage speaks of sacrifices and priests in temples. That is not my world. There is not a cell phone or computer in sight. How can an ancient, out-of-date thing apply to me? But Jesus is not a stranger to my world. He knows my temptations and problems, too. There is no time which is far away from him. He is present in all times. He is God. Jesus' work on the cross is for me right now. He came to make this perfect sacrifice at just the right time, every time, because you and I need it desperately. Forgiveness is what this sacrifice accomplishes. It makes us right with God, giving us confidence and a sure expectation of God's favor. Jesus has died for us. That makes all the difference in the world. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor John Edding. The title of the sermon on this 25th Sunday after Pentecost is Drawing Near to God. This is a sermon on Hebrews 10, verses 11 through 25. Thanks be to God. Let's get to the sermon. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the end of the world talk in today's lessons uh, can easily, easily leave us with the notion that we are really not good enough. Uh, after all, the world is filled with rules, right? Which one can hardly walk out the door when we confront, confront rules, the rules which govern our driving. And, and well, there's, it's hunting season right now, and I don't know much about hunting, but I, I gather that there's a lot of rules, you know, who can hunt, when you can, with and how. And when, tell me if I'm incorrect about that after uh, the service today. Uh, But then the the tax man is here, right, uh, with rules about how much we owe. The list goes on. Rules. But rules, especially a steady diet of them, really serve to beat down the human being. Kind of make you weary. So does fear. The worst part of it is that the problems that both you and I face seem so intractable. We we cannot make headway, and the world also seems paralyzed by its problems, and we we feel like we're headed in all the wrong directions. Uh, Will there be war? Uh, Will there be economic collapse? Um, A lot of talk about supply chain. Will there be autocracy or an end to the system which has nourished us and sustained us and our families for generations. It all feels like it is falling apart at times. This all leads, this all can lead to a fatal case of fearful weariness. And that means quite often we're we're too afraid even to to pray or too weary to pray, too overwhelmed to do the basic tasks of of being a Christian. We might waver in our confession to Christ or of Christ. We become silent about our love. Fearful weariness um, can even paralyze us, stop living out the life he has given us. We kind of then might retreat. We might feel like this is the time to bury in our respectable but otherwise ordinary lives, you know, 
uh, anonymously content just to be here. But Christ has called us to much more. And through the words of the writer to the Hebrews, he equips us as well. Verse 19 of our text from Hebrews. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God. Then he goes on to list three, um, I would call it lettuce statements. Uh, Let us do this and that and this. But we'll get to that in just a moment. Let's talk first of all about confidence. The remedy to this fearful weariness is a confidence, which comes from Christ, a confidence which, or that does not admit that the rules have the last word, a confidence which looks forward to the last day, even the day of our death, with trust and hope. Because on the other side of that day is Jesus, the same Jesus who shed his blood for me, for you on a cross long ago. And we have to start with that blood day, that bloody day by his death on, in the flesh, brutal and horrific, and by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus has declared a new reality, which we get to live in right now. This is a new kingdom. It's a new order of things, a new power, a new rule. He uses all of those words for it. This reality, that reality simply inspires us with confidence. The old order, the one that we see with with these eyes, it's passing away. It, It is dying, and that frightens us. But it does not cause us to despair. And then if you will look at verses 22 through 25, here are the three let us statements, right? So the confidence, what does that look like? Well, this confidence is expressed in three very important ways. First of all, we draw near to God. We're not afraid of him. Yes, our sins are real, but we have been washed with pure water. Our consciences have been cleansed by him. And that means we can stand in his presence, speak our prayers, and he hears and smiles upon us. He hears us. Secondly, we are bold to confess his name. We do not waver in the face of those who might persecute us or ridicule us. Uh, This new reality, it really transcends the old. It's threats. And its standards are simply out of date and powerless. And then third, we are energized. Do you catch the sense of urgency in the text? We are energized and encouraged to be, have a sense of urgency to do what? Stir one another up to good deeds, to the community of action and love. So this is urgent because we know the day comes when we will be able to, when all that we will be able to do is praise him in perfect joy. The opportunity to tell another, to love one another, 
um, to love another broken person, to be the presence of Christ to a sinner, that opportunity is fleeting. And when I die, when Jesus comes, those opportunities are over. So I'm urgent. Not because I have to do this or because God won't be happy with me if I don't, but because the day draws near when I cannot do this. I don't have that opportunity. So let me put a little bit of flesh and blood on this with the story because uh, it's, this can be easier said than done, drawing near to God and confidence and holy confidence. To draw near to God is never easy. Our sins and the sins of others get in the way. So in his memoir of pastoral service in a country church, Richard Lisher tells the story of Terry. Terry, a woman who would routinely break into the church to pray. What prevented her from coming before God was not the fear of his holiness, but fear of his people. Her mother had been cast aside from the church when it was discovered that she was pregnant outside of marriage, and that one of the sons of a prominent family had been involved. And in gathering to protect their own, the Christians at this church left both mother and child outside. And now that her mother is gone and she has grown up, Terry is having a crisis of her own. Another pregnancy outside of marriage. This time, however, rather than being pushed out of the church, she's being pushed out by her family as her stepfather responds to the news with physical abuse. With nowhere to go, she goes to the church. Mind you, she goes to the church, not to the people, but to the building. She breaks into the building (laughs) in the middle of the night, trusting that God is there, even though she could not see him. And when Lisher first discovers her in the church in the middle of the night, he sees her sitting in the sanctuary in the pastor's chair. I guess that's the pastor's chair, right? (laughs) So she's sitting in the pastor's chair. So, you know, Terry was obviously good at breaking, breaking things, social expectations, legal regulations, and even symbolic codes. Well, Pastor Lisher tells Terry's story to reveal how we live as broken individuals in broken communities, seeking to draw near to God. For such people are reading from Hebrews, it it really offers hope. In this section of the letter, again, the writer offers us a vision of Jesus seated at the right hand of God. Jesus has come to his church on earth and open it up for the sake of broken people. In contrast to the priests who stand, daily stand and offer sacrifices, Jesus has come and offered one sacrifice for all people, for all time. Jesus has fulfilled the order of priestly temple service and sacrifice. His work has torn that curtain that separated people from God's sacred presence and place. 
He is now seated in the most holy place at the right hand of God, and he hears the prayers of his people. This work of Jesus offers his people access to the holy things of God. That's what it means. The holy things of God, we have access to that. Because of the blood of Jesus, we draw near to God with a true heart and bring our sins and our sufferings, sufferings, indeed, all of our lives before him. So Terry, back to Terry. Terry had a lot of things wrong in her life, but she got one thing right. There was space for her in the sanctuary of God. She could draw near to God on the basis of the sacrificial work of Christ. And the writer of Hebrews encourages us not only to draw near to God, but to draw near to one another. And as Lisher tells the story of Terry, he reveals how God worked to bring Terry and her daughter into the church. At first it was slow and secret. Members began to share resources with the pastor to share with her. Envelopes of cash were dropped off at the door, and then it became and then it became more public. A few women of the church cared for Terry during her pregnancy and after her baby, and after her baby was born. Finally, Pastor Lisher tells of the day when her daughter, Asia, was baptized. And after the baptism, Terry and Asia turned to face the congregation and were welcomed as part of the community in Christ's name. One who sought to draw near to God by breaking in late at night was now drawn near to God and to his people by the work of Jesus. The waters of baptism opened the door. And rather than ostracize one another, God's people learned to forgive. And they and we draw near to one another and to God on the basis of the sacrificial work of Christ. And because of the blood of Jesus, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, we have a holy confidence. Draw near to this, Jesus. Hold fast to this confession. And stir one up one another to love and good works, as you be Christ's church in the world. Why? Well, because you are able to live in God's story of grace here today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.